All right, welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. Today I have a very special guest. We're going over the low-carb diet with Heather, Heather DiBiase. Heather, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of like what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Heather. Like Mark said, I am a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and my specialty is really helping women ditch like the constant hanger and food cravings and start losing weight with a low carb lifestyle. So my approach is really based on like balancing blood sugar for weight loss. And I use a meal formula with my clients, which is really designed to help women like have enough structure to lose weight so they know what they're doing and they're not confused, but also have enough flexibility to actually go out and live their life and not have to be like tied down to calorie counting apps or macro counting or points. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I know that's really helpful for some people. It's just not my approach. I want to show people there's like another way to lose weight without having to use those tools. No, that's awesome. And I think, you know, definitely the over restriction can be a super huge issue and having that kind of flexibility is awesome. Low carb gets thrown around a lot. Uh, a lot of people say different things. Sometimes they mean keto. Sometimes they mean zero carb, uh, like the carnivore diet. What is low carb for you or for your clients? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it gets really confusing. And I think the reason is there's different like levels of the low carb diet. So really what like the recommended or the average amount according to like the dietary guidelines is is about 45 to 65 percent of your calories coming from carbohydrates so basically anything on that lower end or lower is going to be considered low carb and when it comes to carbohydrates we actually there are carbs and things that people wouldn't even think like yogurt nuts and seeds right like Um, fruits and vegetables, all of those things have carbs. So a lot of the times we're getting more carbs than we think even on a low carb diet. But basically for me, or basically in general, low carb can range from anywhere to like keto, right? Because that's obviously low carb, almost no carb, but then it can also, and even the keto diet, by the way, there's like five different levels. So people like it's not just like the one you see on Instagram there's five different versions of the keto diet some really extreme some more lax but for me and my clients low carb is really just one making sure to control blood sugar and it's what like you might think of as a diabetic diet which I honestly hate that term because (laughs) it drives me crazy I think everyone should be eating like a diabetic but it's more focusing on good quality protein sources healthy fats veggies non-starchy veggies and then having carbohydrates in a portion size and trying to focus on high fiber carbs for blood sugar control and satiety. So this just kind of makes to me living a low carb lifestyle more sustainable because it's not all or nothing. There's no do and don't list. You can still have it all. You just can't have it all at once. And it comes down to portioning and balancing the carbs with protein, fat and veggies. No, I think that's awesome. And so your, your system of low carb is not necessarily like 60 grams a day or something like that. It's very, you know, like more about portion control per meal and kind of focusing on, you know, the quote unquote higher quality carbs. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, exactly. And it really ranges from client to client. So really like going back to the whole blood sugar control and what we use carbs for, right? We eat carbs, they break down the blood sugar and we use that for energy, right? So basically on my program, I'm thinking, okay, we're using carbs for energy, like the more active you are, the more you'll need. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But um, also, you're going to store carbs in some forms, different forms, right? So you take carbs and you either store them, you use them as energy, you either store them in your muscles and your liver, or 
you're storing them as fat. So I'm like, let's have enough just so we are not storing them as fat, especially when trying to lose weight and finding the right mound for that individual to be able to do that. No, I think that's awesome. How did this, uh, you know, this low carb approach start in your life? You know, were you high carb at one point and it wasn't working for you and you switched or did you just do kind of more research and found that this was in your idea, kind of the best option for your clients? Yeah, kind of probably a combination. So I started, I would say, quote unquote, dieting when I was like 13 years old, going into high school, literally, I was never like really overweight, but I didn't feel comfortable. I wanted to lose like 15 to 20 pounds to feel like lighter, more confident, better, all of that. So I started like trying to do eating like low calories, low fat, low point foods, right? Like I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was just sticking to those foods because those are quote unquote good, sure, right? Sure, 13 year old who's trying to diet, <laughs> makes sense. Right, and especially at that time, like in the 90s, where like low carb, low fat was everything, low points, right? The 100 calorie packs were like a huge thing. For sure, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I tried a lot of things. I tried juice cleanses, meal plans online, like suppressing my appetite. There was even a point where I was like only eating fruits and vegetables. It was pretty crazy. Um, I figured like, how can I with that? And just like accidental for, like, vegan years and years, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and it was not good. It was like obviously extreme, but I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even think it was. I just was like, well, this sounds right, right? So it wasn't really until I started to study nutrition, go to school for nutrition, where things started to click for me, where I first started incorporating more whole foods into my diet. And of course, that's going to make us feel better, right? But I still wasn't losing weight. Like I was eating quote unquote healthy, but I wasn't able to lose weight. And I was like, what the hell? Like I'm working out, I'm eating oatmeal for breakfast. Like what is going on here? And so basically, I started doing more research on the importance of blood sugar control for weight loss and optimal health. And I started slowly like making swaps and implementing it into my life. And I was like, literally amazed because I was really decreasing my food cravings. I had more energy than ever before. I would go like five hours without eating and not being starving or get hangry. And I was like, what is this? This is like crazy. But um, I was able to lose weight and keep it off sustainably. And that was like the main thing for me. And now that's why I'm like so passionate helping other women do this because you don't have to be starving all day and have cravings all day to lose weight. You don't have to be hungry all day to lose weight. And you can lose weight in a way where you don't have to like do juice cleanse or anything crazy or drastic to do so. No, I think that's awesome. And I think it also puts the the human into the equation as well, right? Like we're not, you know, these juice cleanses and these restrictive diets, I guess would work in theory if we weren't human beings and, you know, get hungry and, you know, get, hang- mm-hmm. you know, hangry as you kind of call it. I think that's a really, you know, what actually works for someone's lifestyle as opposed to, you know, this like mathematical equation you see a lot of, uh, calorie counting and stuff like that does. Um, so kind of the, the world that I came from was very, you know, like calories in, calories out, right? Like it was very, you know, mm-hmm. that was kind of the way that I was taught was kind of the, the end all be all of weight loss, at least when I was in school. Um, how does low carb help with the weight loss process as opposed to like maybe sticking to a higher carb diet, but focusing more on calories? Yeah, really good question. And I mean, that's something that was ingrained in my head, too. Actually, what I teach now wasn't too much of what I learned in school, to be honest. Like, yes, some principles, but not how I teach it. But in one hand, like, you need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. But you don't need to be counting calories to do that. And I really am a true believer. I know some people say a calorie is a calorie. But 
it's not in the sense that like what is a calorie attached to right like what vitamins minerals fiber like all of that um are the calories coming from protein fat carbs so basically with my approach with the low carb it's also in conjunction with the blood sugar control like i was saying and i don't think you can do one without the other like you need to understand blood sugar control with and on my low carb plan because that's the science behind it even more so than the low carb part so when you do this when you're able to not go crazy on the carbohydrates, you your blood sugar is in balance. And that, when it comes to weight loss, is so helpful because you're not constantly having food cravings all day long and you're not constantly hungry all day long. And when someone's trying to lose weight, it's really difficult to lose weight if you're constantly hungry or you're constantly craving things. For it sure. feels impossible, Absolutely. right? Yeah. So it's like if that's the biggest thing people are struggling with, doing some sort of a low carb diet and it doesn't even have to be full-blown low carb but lowering them and emphasizing protein fats and veggies that are going to cause satiety so basically I make sure my clients will have protein at every meal because protein does a really good job at releasing a couple or decreasing a couple hunger hormones so for example ghrelin which is released um, when we're getting hungry right and protein does a really good job at shutting that off and also um, like veggies. So veggies are really important in the diet because they physically stretch your stomach. And we actually have sensors on the outside of our stomach that when it stretches, it decreases our hunger hormone ghrelin too. So they kind of like work in different ways to help you feel full. And then fat is really important as well. It takes the longest to digest. Fat, I always tell my clients, is that that macronutrient that is going to get you from breakfast, lunch, and lunch and dinner without feeling like you need a snack all day long. Because it releases this hormone cholecystokinin that makes us feel like really calm, cool, collected and good. And the one thing that I hear from my clients is just that they feel really in control of their food choices. And when your blood sugar is in control, you feel in control. And by following my low carb formula and by learning how to balance your blood sugar, you're able to lose weight without having cravings, without being constantly hungry. And also beyond that, um, it's also good for decreasing inflammation and um, anti-aging, doing low carb, improving your lab value. So there's just so many benefits to it besides the weight loss. Yeah, no, I think that's awesome. Can you elaborate? So you, you mentioned more on the blood sugar and the appetite. Can you elaborate a little bit more on like kind of how that process works with low carb as opposed to high carb? Yeah, absolutely. So when let's just say, I'll give you an example of a day. Someone wakes up in the morning and they eat like a high carb meal. So whether it's healthy or not healthy, it's not the point. So let's just say they're eating a bowl of oatmeal and fruit, right? Healthy foods, something I would have done a while ago, but there's really no protein and fat in there. So what that does is it's going to spike your blood sugar because it's just carbs. It's going to spike it up. There's nothing buffering it. So when our blood sugar spikes, our body doesn't like that too much. It basically um, overreacts it releases this hormone which is designed to get that blood sugar into the cells to be used as energy and it overproduces it because it's like whoa, whoa we have way too much blood sugar in the bloodstream we got to take control of it so when that hormone insulin is overproduced it winds up dropping your blood sugar low and when your blood sugar drops low that's when you crash and when you crash you crave and you're looking for more carbs to pick it back up and that's really where those cravings come in so if so that's kind of what you would look like if it was like more of like a high carb unbalanced meal you're going to have those spikes and drops in energy all day long and then by like 11 12 o'clock in the morning or afternoon you're looking for like what are we having for lunch you're starving right like it's like 
who's ordering the pizza? Like, what's going on? Yeah, Where, absolutely. As opposed to, <laughs> as opposed to, let's say, like, you wake up in the morning and you put protein powder in that oatmeal and you make sure you're limiting the amount of oats you're putting and berries and stuff, maybe banana that's a lower um, glycemic fruit, and then maybe you put some almond butter in there. It's going to do a much better job at keeping you full and tall where you don't feel like you're crashing it's going to elongate your blood sugar curve and make you feel really full and satisfied as opposed to if you just had this higher carb unbalanced meal that's causing these like this blood sugar roller coaster all day long does that make sense no absolutely does and i think it really you know it really gives you instead of your appetite can control the appetite which i think is Mm -hmm. very freeing in a sense because i think a lot of people who want to lose weight the hardest part is they restrict they restrict they restrict and then there's just a binge and then they feel like they failed and then it's a you know a roller coaster of weight loss emotions so i think that's a really you know a really clean approach as well i noticed you mentioned that you didn't uh, necessarily do calorie counting with your clients um is there a way that you keep them accountable you mentioned portion size yeah so i actually use a food journal so i'm not necessarily um, the biggest fan, or at least I don't do this with my clients, where they're tracking their calories, their macros, like even their carbs. We're not really tracking the grams of carbs throughout the day. But what I do think is really helpful, and it's funny, I just got off of a call with a client right now um, who she did my summer slim down program. So she understood my philosophy. She loved it, but she needed more accountability. And we stay connected through an app. And basically, it has you just journal your food daily. So you just write down whatever it is. So let's just say, I don't know, two eggs, half avocado and a cup of berries for breakfast, like just a blurb of what you eat. And that really helps, I think, hold people accountable, especially people who have problems with like the bites, licks, taste, um, or, you know, eating, overeating at night. It, it brings you like a lot of awareness what you're doing. So just the food journal, I think is so helpful and keeps you on track. And I also um, track weights with my clients as well. So with that information, we're really able to see like, what is working for them, what's not working for them without having to like count numbers all day long. Yeah, so it's awesome. So you're really just like, I want to know the food, but you're not necessarily, you know, I had this many grams of protein and this much grams of fat. Like it really is just like, let's just see what you ate and then kind of address it from that point. Exactly. And I will say like, I do definitely teach my clients, like I do want them to have at least 20 grams of protein at a meal or one to two servings of fat, but they're not like weighing it out. It's more, I'm teaching them how to understand how to look at their plate and understand like what 20 grams of protein looks like. Like what's Um, there. Yeah. Exactly. And so then it just after a week or two, when they understand what that looks like, they that's what they tell me like they and I find this with myself, it, it really brings a sense of freedom, not being attached to those numbers and being in control of your appetite and still losing weight. Yeah, that's awesome. I think um, when I hear the common complaints about low carb, one of the ones that I hear is that if you're physically active, that carbs are the main fuel source. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, you know, the idea that like if you're a long distance runner or if you're getting ready for the gym is that uh, you should be prioritizing uh, carbs as the energy source as opposed to like fats and maybe even proteins to a degree. Um, with your clients, do you change the carb source or the amount of carbs based on like how physically active they are? Yeah, that's a good question. It does depend. So I do talk to them about activity level and um, like we were saying before, carbs break down to blood sugar that is our body's main source of fuel for energy and stuff so depending on what type of workout you're doing when you're working out you might need to adjust your carbs honestly the carbs the clients that I work with are not doing anything 
extreme, right? Like they're just doing kind of their normal, um, like a normal workout, whether it's an hour at the gym or run in the morning. So typically I don't find unless you're doing something more extreme, like you're more of an athlete or you're doing like um, long distance running, like you were saying before, your bodybuilder, your carb needs really don't change as much as people think. I just think the most important thing is having your carbohydrates around your workout. So let's say someone was working out in the morning, first thing in the morning, it'd be a good idea to have their carbohydrates for dinner and breakfast. And that way you're storing up on your glycogen before your workout at dinner. And then you're using, um, you're, you're also replacing those glycogen stores after your workout in the morning. So um, depending on honestly the person, some people also feel fine not eating carbohydrates before their workout where some like they feel like they need that sense of energy. So it depends on the time of the day, the type of workout. When it comes to endurance, actually, I did a paper on this in my master's where um, some endurance trainers now are going keto. And the reason being is when you are doing long distance endurance, the first like 10, 15 minutes, depending on the person, you are using carbs as energy, glucose. But after that, your body actually starts dipping into its fat stores and using that for energy. So some people now are going to ketosis. And so their body's just kind of always running on that source or more efficient at it. And so there are studies where it can actually be beneficial for endurance athletes. Um, but then there are studies also against it. So I think it really like there's bio individuality, what works best for you. And then when it comes to weight training, um, you that's what we need carbs more for because you're using that quick source of energy. That's when you're actually using glucose and your body can't use fat because it just takes too long to break down fat. So that's when people need more um, of those carbohydrates, I find. But again, it just depends on the person. It depends on their needs. If you're someone that's like, like today I'm sitting down all day at my computer. I had client calls before this, client calls after this. I'm sitting down now and I go to the gym like once a day uh, for an hour. Like you don't really need as, as many carbs. And that's typically the clientele I work with. Yeah, for sure. And I like, I'm much as well as I very much come from like a strength coaching background as well. Mm-hmm. People always talk about carb sources as well. And kind of the, the research that I've done is at least is that like, yes, you use carbs, but it's not an extreme Mm-hmm. Level like some people will do like carb loading for you know a strength workout or like a really heavy but when you look at the expenditure you know you didn't need to use you didn't need to load up 100 grams of carbs for your workout it really is not totally. it is so I think you know I came from the the powerlifting world and I'd have people like carb loading before their meet and I'm like you're doing nine reps yeah what are you what are you loading for like That's what so like they're having like you know like trying to pop like I saw like pop tarts and you know jube jubes and stuff like that and like you know, really high sugar, high glycemic index foods for, you know, their meat, you know, and I'm like, this is not as intense as you think it is. Like, this is like, it's, uh, and so I think that's like a really good message as well is that, you know, your carb requirements, assuming that you're not doing something super extreme are not as intense, you know, most of the population who is active or sedentary, the carb requirements they have for energy is not as high as maybe we've been told in the past. Um, I know as well that carb source for uh, brain function is a com- is a common uh, complaint I see about the low carb diet as well is that mm-hmm. we need a certain amount of carbs for adequate brain function. I think you know the number tends to be you know between one twenty to one thirty grams of carbs a day is kind of the number that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Do you find that being an issue with people on low carb diets, or is there kind of you know a new function? Like, what, what's kind of your opinion on that? I guess is what I'm looking. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. And I think it depends. Like if you are used to a higher carb diet, you're gonna 
you might feel shitty when you first start if you like drastically decrease them that's where like the keto flu came from right where it's like sure. you're used to a high carb diet and you all of a sudden drastically decrease you're not going to feel good because your body is like used to running on this source of glucose and not ketones but the interesting thing is ketones can be used in the brain so i'm not really sure like where that came from um maybe it's more just for people that are on like a higher carb diet especially since that's what the recommendations are but you can use ketones in the brain and actually a lot of people tend to feel like they have better cognition and they think better and clearer and have more energy on a lower carb diet. I do think there's um, a, a sweet spot for everyone. I, I talk about like a carb tolerance where I think even when it comes to the working out, like you got to kind of find what works best for you and makes you feel your best. But when it comes to like carbs and brain function, actually they're relating a lot of like neurological things to blood sugar control. Now, even like they're calling type, uh, Alzheimer's type three diabetes, it's related to blood sugar control. And there's a lot of studies on the ketogenic diet for things like um, traumatic brain injury, injury, um, things like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, obviously epilepsy, like there's so much research on keto diets for things that actually like disorders in the brain. So I'm not totally like sure where that came from. I know I learned it in school, but you can definitely use ketones in the brain. So I don't see it typically being an issue. And for some people with those issues, it's actually more beneficial. Like there are some people with a glucose 6PD deficiency, and they actually need to be on a ketogenic diet because that's how their body like functions best. They're not able to process the glucose as efficiently. So I think it just depends on the person. And I think like at the end of the day, takeaway message here, you have to do what feels right for your body. Like I don't think anyone should ever do anything that doesn't make them feel good. If my clients are having lack of energy, we adjust their carbohydrates. I'm like, okay, maybe you need a little bit more or maybe you need more of something else. So you have to listen to how you feel at the end of the day. Right. No, I think that's awesome. And you're, you're definitely not, you know, demonizing carbs by any means. I think sometimes you see some of these, um, and I'm not gonna put anyone on the spot in here, because this is not that kind of yeah. podcast. <laughs> but I think this is interesting, where you see a lot of people who are, you know, keto, or even like kind of the carnivore diet, who really like go against carb usage in the body, or like really like, you know, plus 20 grams in the body is bad, because it will create certain things and that we should run on fat sources exclusively and you're very much not like that which I really like in a yeah. sense that it's a lot more reasonable in the sense that it's not just like you know eat this or you'll fail in right. your health which I think is <laughs> which I think is really great as well um, this is very anecdotal for myself but I've started proportionately adding more fats into my diet just at the beginning of the day and I've you know I'm not taking do not use this as like medical prescription by anybody but <laughs> I've definitely feel more full and I've definitely noticed that I'm much less reaching for uh, snacks and things like that. And I always found when I had a higher carb meal, it almost felt like I didn't eat. And that was kind of the experience that I like, you know, I would crush like two bagels with like some kind of carb spread. And I honestly was just like, I didn't even feel like I had anything like that was really the effect mm -hmm. that it was for me. So it's been a nice change for myself. Um, is there anyone that you recommend not doing the low carb approach? Is there any kind of population that you would advise them to not go for that? Yeah. So 
I think on, like I was saying before, everyone should learn how to control their blood sugar, regardless of if you go low carb or not. But to some extent, you can't be like too high carb with that. But I think blood sugar control is really important for everyone to know. But when it comes to people that maybe shouldn't try low carb, I mean, listen, if you're like an athlete, you're a bodybuilder, you really are that active, you're going to need more carbs, like you're going to need more. So I wouldn't necessarily say going too low carb would be good for that person or anyone with like I don't know a history of like an eating disorder that gets really um attached to like labels or anything I don't even really like labeling mine low carb it's just like that's what I want people to know what they're going to get when they come to my page and like that is what it is but anyone that maybe is like attached like a label or something like that that's probably not a good idea um or also actually people with thyroid issues so I have a couple clients with hypothyroidism and it's really important. They're still on low carb, but that they don't go too low. So, um, because you need that, you need carbohydrates for thyroid functions. So I would make, um, maybe say that person as well. And that's honestly like, and I think most people can benefit from a lower carb diet, even if it's not extremely low. I think the benefits are beyond weight loss and satiety. I mean, there's for inflammation and aging and lab values. I mean, I've had people lower cholesterol on a lower carb diet. So I think for most people, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head where I would say definitely not. No, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's great. And kind of like you're very much where it's, it's very individual, which I think is a big topic as well. I think there is no, you know, correct, like eat 40 grams and you'll crush life, I think is not, you know, which is good. Um, where can people find you if they have more questions about kind of the low carb diet and kind of what's going on with your life right now? Yeah. So on Instagram and Facebook, I am at low carb dot nutrition. Um, my website is Heather So it's Heather D I B I A S I.com. And those are really the main places to come find me. All right. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. I really appreciate you coming on the show. I think we answered, I learned a lot of questions as well. Um, I hope that you come again. I would love to uh, talk to you more about this kind of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on.